Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, uh, we are going to uh, hear from Brian Lott momentarily, but right now we're going to dip back into the Ashley Five Floors text line at 1234. And uh, we do have David Staples coming up from Cult of Hockey a little bit later on. Lots of you have lots to say on uh, lots of different things right now. There you go. Uh, hey, Bob, you mentioned uh, in the overtime games last year against the Jets, if, uh, the call in game two and no penalty against us in game three, Connor doesn't cough it up in center ice in game four. It wasn't 97 fine last year for one of his uh, harder hits. I'd say he gets his share of d- dirty cross checks in like others do in the league. All the whining, please. They won't play the Sens eight times this year. Oh, no. No stat padding there. Just saying. Well, again, most people, I, I got to tell you, I, I think that the Pacific Division is actually weaker than what the Canadian Division was, to be frank with you. I absolutely believe Edmonton's going to compete for the Pacific Division title. Why wouldn't I? Two years ago, the Oilers were three points behind Vegas when the league shut down. And then last year, Edmonton finished second to Toronto when many people didn't have it. Ottawa, for some reason, had no problems playing Calgary. The Oilers went 9-0 and against the Senators last year. In terms of the calls, you want to explain to me, how in a four-game series with three games that went in overtime, how the best player on the planet doesn't draw a single power play. Okay? It's not whiny. It's the truth. It's a hard stat. He did not draw a power play in the courseless. Winnipeg's Connor Hellebuck had a 950 save percentage. That's why the Jets won the series. Hellebuck played great. And the Jets had greater depth. Edmonton's added depth. I actually think Winnipeg's going to have... I think Winnipeg's going to come in second behind Colorado in the Central Division. Winnipeg's going to have a good team this year. And I got the Oilers in Vegas, and I don't think Vegas is as good as they've been because they don't have Marc-Andre Fleury. So take it for what it's worth. Um... This texter comes in. Uh, KJM says, hey, Bob, you mentioned uh, Brett Connolly. I wouldn't add salary with term right now on anyone that's not a difference maker. And I think the jur- that text comes to us from KJM. Yeah, KJM, the only way, the only way I would contemplate doing it is if the Chicago Blackhawks ate half for the next two years, which knocked Connolly down from 3.5 to 1.75, and they took a contract back this year. Maybe a guy like Turris. 
as an example, who's a 1.65 cap hit. Then that balances the money out. But then you're still on the hook for 1.75 for Connolly next year. And uh, you're going to have to get Paul Yarvey for sure signed to an extension and Kyler Yamamoto as well. Not sure what the price point is going to come in on Yamamoto. By the way, Kyler Yamamoto uh, has a little bit of an issue. As we mentioned, he got hit last uh, shift of the game against the Calgary Flames from behind into the Oilers' bench, and the Oilers were not pleased on the play. It was a hard play, and uh, he is going to be held out. There we go. Bob, the last texter, is an idiot. Well, that's uh, that's tough. Bob, without Josh Archibald, who's going to score all the empty net goals? He did uh, get put in a position where he got a lot of opportunities for that. That's because he's effective uh, when uh, the guardian was pulled for the other team. This comes to us from Haji on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, Canadians appreciate effort, and when a third-liner uh, out-efforts a star, it's appreciated. However, to suggest that the Canadians don't value stars is a stretch at best. Wayne Gretzky would not have had to deal with his Giordano tripping him or kneeing him at full speed or a tan of stick between his legs that brings the fans to the feet due to a Semenko, Orbex, Sorley, etc. The fans today have mandated that the league protect the stars now and the enforcer role is now a distant memory. It's impressive that the NHL recognizes who the revenue generators are and that NFL, NHL's officials actually start to officiate games in a manner consistent with the new mandate before one of the stars is seriously injured um, and doing what the fans are paying them to do. That one comes to us from Haji. What I'm saying to you, Haji, is it's my belief for a number of years that average players, some have termed it the Peterborough Mafia, have sort of controlled the tenor of how games are managed, and it hasn't always worked to the stars. And the guys that are making those calls tend to be Canadian. And I do think that Canadians don't worship stars the same way Americans do. Let's talk to an American who is supposed to be a star. He's a star on our show. We welcome back after uh, a two-month break because he had enough of me, the former general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning. He started up Octagon's agency, one of the most powerful in the hockey business, with the NHL Network. We welcome back to the show Brian Lawton. Hi, Brian. How are you? My pleasure to be here, Bob. Happy to be back, although I'm not exactly back, but I'm happy to be on the show today. Let's put it that way. All right. You're not back in New York City right now? No, I am not. I'm in London, England right now. You know what? I Brian, I got to come back as Brian Lawton. That's what I got to tell you. How's, how's it going in London, England? Is it, is it about 840 at night there right now? <laughs> it is, and uh, it's going wonderful. I had... As you know, I own a tech company also, and we had a little business over here I had to attend too quickly. Um, but it's lovely over here. It really is. And COVID is not even an issue over here in England right now, that's for sure. Well, they have a high vaccination rate in that country. Actually, Canada's vaccination rate is higher, and yet we still have significant challenges, especially in this province. Brian, I just, uh, Connor McDavid, I'm going to share this with you. He did not go to Chicago or to Toronto to the car washes, to the media availabilities where they bring the best players in, uh, which was a little bit interesting, and travel was part of it, undoubtedly. Um, he spoke early in the season about officiating and cracking down on the cross checks and and then the other night he got uh, tripped, legs stuck out on him by Tanev and spoke again 
Is this a byproduct of a star player recognizing that he's a little bit more comfortable free to speak on these issues? Or do you think maybe Jeff Jackson and Wasserman have maybe done a little coaching here or Connor's taken it upon himself to get the message out? What do you think on that? I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest with you. Uh, Connor's not the type of guy that really is going to overstep his boundaries. He's the best player in hockey. I think everybody recognizes that now. But uh, he's a guy that's come in with a lot of respect. He had a great person to learn from in the history of the Oilers, obviously, in terms of Wayne Gretzky. Although Wayne whined a little more than people may recall. Um, but Connor, he, he should speak his mind, especially today, Bob, because the world, particularly professional sports, has undergone massive changes since the days when Gretz started. You know, you see what they've done in football and basketball and all these sports have recognized that the way to inspire young fans and grow your leagues is through star players. And what you're saying about Americans do love their stars, there's no doubt about it. Canadians, sometimes it felt to me at least that they wanted to be earned a little more over time. And that's not necessarily the case here in America. When you're the, if you're the best player in basketball, you're going to get treated differently. If you're Tom Brady, you're going to get treated differently. Uh, Connor McDavid hasn't really felt that to the level those guys do, but he should. Because he absolutely is the most recognizable player now for hockey. We're joined right now by the NHL Network and uh, Chief Foreign Correspondent Brian Lawton on today's edition of, uh, of Oilers Now. And you talk about the stars, and no better illustration of this, I love Lamar Jackson. But an unvaccinated member of the Baltimore Ravens on a team that's lost more man games than any other team in the NFL, and that's okay, and you know darn well if that's the fourth-string quarterback competing for his job, they're cutting him. That's just the reality of the situation, isn't it? That is the way that it goes. uh, Football can be brutal that way, just for clarity. Uh, when uh, Can you believe they have unguaranteed contracts, non-guaranteed contracts in the NFL? No, I can't. I mean, obviously, agents have worked their way around it with star players, but not for the average guy. And that's where it really hurts. And hockey's always been better than the other sports, in my opinion, that way. Sometimes we don't reach the highest of the highs that some of these other teams do. We don't have, you know, Connor making $25 million, which quite frankly, he could command in an open market. Uh, but we have everybody at a higher standard. We could debate that back and forth, that's for sure. Football, on the other hand, non-guaranteed contracts, but their star guys tend to get, you know, 90% of their money in signing bonus. So it is guaranteed for them. It's just not the other guys that get it guaranteed. The number one pick in the 1983 NHL entry draft, uh, had a lengthy 600-plus game NHL career, started Octagon's player agency, later GM at Tampa Bay, now with the NHL Network, Brian Lawton, on today's edition of Oilers Now. Brian, I know you've looked at the teams. The Oilers have uh, made some significant uh, additions at forward. Today, Dom Lucician from The Athletic has Edmonton ranked uh, a top six team in the National Hockey League based on sort of an analytics-driven model. 
what are your thoughts? The, the last two years, by the way, Brian, since January 31st, check that, December 31st of uh, 2019. How long ago was that? Uh, since that time, the Edmonton Oilers have had the sixth best winning percentage in the NHL. Are they a top eight team for you this year? Uh, they absolutely are a six to nine range team for me. I've done some of the same exercises as Tom. Uh, I was asked just two days ago by NHL Network, I'm never too far from the network, even when I'm overseas, apparently, to turn in one bold prediction. And my bold prediction was that the, and I did this partly because Mike Johnson told me that Edmonton's not that good. They're not going to do that well. You know, they, they don't have the overall depth or goaltending they need. So I had to go against Johnny and said the Edmonton Oilers are going to shock everybody and win the Stanley Cup this year. That was my one bold projection. And to be honest with you, we're, we're stretching. We are stretching. Do I think that? Do I think they're the odds-on favorite? No, of course I don't. Um, but I do think it's possible. And I do think they have that type of team. I do think that Connor's the best player in the world. And we've already stated that a number of times. I do think that they have the coaching. They have the management. They've improved their depth. There's a lot of things I love about the Edmonton Oilers. But, no, I don't want to mislead Edmonton fans. I'm not saying that if I had to pick them or Tampa or some of the other quality teams that I do have ranked ahead of them, I would. I'm just saying that was my one bold prediction. And this is already run, because we don't get the NHL Network in Canada, as you know. So is this already run on the NHL Network, or was this a pre-tape? This was a pre-tape that I did from here in England. And... uh, to be honest with you, I believe it's running tomorrow. So please tell all the fans listening, don't tell anybody. That's what mine is. <laughs> it's already tweeted out. You know that right now. So uh, <laughs> there you have I mean, the one thing that we've noticed, like Zach Hyman had a, a game uh, in Everett against the Seattle Kraken where he was the best letters forward. Yes, a Poliarvi. This is an interesting one with Yessa, Brian, and this is one where Ken Holland has got to receive. I would, hey, I'm the first to admit to it. I didn't think there was going to be a resolution that was positive for Edmonton with Yessa Pugliarvi. I would have traded him for Henrik Borgstrom because I didn't think that they could have mended the fence the way they did. Right now, Yessa Pugliarvi is starting to look like an impact player. Okay, not a guy that's going to be an elite complementary guy playing with McDavid. He's starting to look like he's going to be an impactful player that can help drive. And uh, restricted free agent Marcus Lato's now part of Wasserman with Jeff Jackson. It's going to be interesting to watch how this all goes in terms of the negotiation moving forward as well. He's got a great opportunity, doesn't he? He really does, and he has definitely, he looks like through the preseason, I always cautious people, caution people in the preseason, but he looks like he's really ready to take a huge step forward. I thought last year was a huge step forward for him. Uh, I've been concerned about his hockey IQ. I've never been concerned about his physical abilities, but the way he's performed certainly through the preseason here, it's been enormous. So that could really change the tide for the Edmonton Oilers if they can get that level of play out of him. Somebody that I think they were counting on to maybe be a top six forward, but not to be a big impact guy the way he's been thus far. Uh, that's great news. I hope that holds up. 
Hockey Q to me is always the toughest thing, you know, to manufacture. We can help guys skate better, shoot better, this, that, and the other thing. But Hockey IQ is a tough one. And there were times early in Yessi's career when his confidence was low and the Hockey IQ didn't appear to be there. That concerned me. So at the end of the day, uh, I'm really, really encouraged for him personally and for the Edmonton Oilers. I think he could have a huge year. All right. You've run a, you've run a top flight agency and you've been a GM. How does the pressure point work here? Can Ken Holland, like, if you're Ken Holland, do you want to start negotiating? You know, he did the two-year term at basically $1.2 million. Do you want to start negotiating? And conversely, if you're Marcus Leto, do you delay it? Because you're betting, given who Paul Yarby is going to be playing with, plus he's splitting time on the first unit power play as the net front, do you delay it because you know the numbers are going to work to your advantage? Of course, you don't always have the choice. You'd love to tiptoe into it and see if you can figure out, if you're Ken Holland, what the right direction is. At the same time, uh, Ken, Ken's a guy, I negotiate against Ken a lot. He's a patient general manager. He never panics. Uh, he never feels like he's under the gun. Those are really positives for him and good strengths. And this one here, though, if he could ever get to a comfort level, I would look for him to strike early. Um, at the same time as he's getting to that comfort level, what happens is the player starts to get to a comfort level and the goalposts start to get moved and it becomes really challenging. This one will be cat and mouse. Uh, my suspicion is he won't sign his agents will let it play out. And if he has the type of year that we think he could, he'll ring the bell pretty hard. Interesting. Brian Lawton joining us. You just heard it. His bold prediction, the Edmonton Oilers will win the Stanley Cup. Are you concerned at all about the Oilers' defense? Uh, Keith and CeCe finally got a game in together the other night. Obviously, Darnell Nurse had a massive step forward, and you've expressed your feelings on Evan Bouchard. Not just us. I know you've expressed them to Dave Tippett as well. But where are you at with the Oilers' D? The D for me is the biggest question mark. I know some people might say the goaltending, but for me, I'm just curious to see. You know, I was really a big Adam Larson fan. I thought that was a huge loss. Uh, would have loved if that somehow worked itself out. Obviously, what everybody's learned in Edmonton, which are things that we suspected. I don't think it was ever going to work out for Adam in Edmonton. And, and I don't say that negatively towards the organization. I just think there was some really unfortunate things that obviously happened with him, his father. And I think it's probably his best for him. Those are real issues. Um, but to replace his loss is not easy. And they're going to have to have a lot of guys contribute. Bouchard's going to have to step up in a big way. Duncan Keith is going to have to be a little bit of Duncan Keith of old for them to really, if I'm going to look good in my prediction, those two guys are going to be key. I'm not worried about Darnell Nurse. I'm not worried about the rest of the depth they've added. Uh, but those two guys will be key as to how the season goes. You're a creative guy. Uh, Brett Connolly, who the Oilers had interest two years ago, went on waivers. He's cleared with Chicago. I have a scenario, okay? If the Hawks ate half of his salary, Stan Bowman ate half, and Edmonton sent a contract back, maybe a Taurus, maybe even a Josh Archibald, who knows, would, would you have any interest in Connolly in that scenario? I would. I would. Brett was, you know, an interesting guy when I was in Tampa. He ended up getting selected by Tampa. I ended up getting let go. 
Um, I know a lot about him. I believe in him as a player. He's had a little bit of topsy-turvy back and forth now that he's been on the move after finally finding a home and wash. So uh, I think he's a guy that could still contribute. I think it's important for Edmonton to add depth every opportunity they can, specifically if they could maybe move someone like Kyle Turris, who has played well in the preseason, to be fair to him. Right. Um, but hasn't really worked out, obviously, uh, thus far. So, yes, those types of things would absolutely make sense, in my opinion. Brian, we much appreciate the time. Enjoy London, and uh, don't be afraid to take in a, a Chelsea game while you're there. I was down at Liverpool today, as a matter of fact. Were you? So, <laughs> yeah, I was over at their stadium. There was no game, but there's a conference here that our company is attending. We're a sports tech company, so uh, that's the reason why we're over here. We just opened an office in uh, London. Love Jurgen Klopp. Love the press that he plays with on the field, on the pitch, and I love uh, the energy level he brings as a manager and the media availabilities are hilarious. So... He's the best. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, Premier League is rocking it over here. And, uh, hey, British people, you won't meet funner people in the world. When they, when the saying of let's go for a beer after work is taken up by, I think, every Londoner in this city. Because every night about between 5 and 9, every single person you can imagine is having a beer. Awesome stuff. Thanks for your time, Brian. We're stoked to have you back. My pleasure, Bob. Looking forward to it this year. There you go. That is Brian Lawton, the number one overall pick in the 1983 NHL entry draft. Played a fair amount in the National Hockey League. Eiserman and LaFontaine. Those guys are pretty good. LaFontaine went three. Eiserman went four. Uh, Brian was the first American ever drafted number one in the NHL draft. Headed up Octagon's agency for years. Strong negotiator. Became the general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning when Orrin Kulis, uh, who many of you know from the Saw movies, uh, he and Tyson Berry's father, Len Berry, purchased the Tampa Bay Lightning. Their approval took place the same day that Daryl Cates was approved as owner by the NHL Board of Governors. Back in 2008, uh, there was a subsequent ownership change in Tampa. Uh, Brian has multiple business uh, disciplines that he's involved with and, of course, is an analyst on the NHL Network. It's awesome to have him back on the show. Brian Lawton was our Oilers Now headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And guests on this show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply saving a night of the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. When we come back, we'll have the Oilers Now injury report for James H. Brown injury lawyers. You know, Trent Brown, uh, probably the best player the U of A's produced the last 35 years or so, obviously uh, played for uh, the U of A and then with the Edmonton Football Club, now known as the Elks. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. 
Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Keeping an eye on things. It's been a tough season so far for the Elks here uh, locally. We'll take a timeout. We'll get to that injury report when we return. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. Yeah, I love having uh, Brian Lawton back on the show. Brennan, he's a fun guest, isn't he? It's hilarious how many different continents or, or whatever that he's joined us from now. Mexico and now joining us from England. And uh, Hey, we, we're he was appreciative in, of his time, aren't we? He, we? he was in Spain in the spring, if you remember. Or was it Italy? He was in, I think he was in one of those two when we had him on in the spring as well. So, and he takes the calls. All right. Uh, we promise we're going to get to the orders now. Injury report. It's brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. They're the best. Heavy hitters of injury law. And Trent Brown was a heavy hitter as a player. And uh, Trent Brown, Jim Brown, and the gang at James H. Brown. When accidents happen, visit them at jameshbrown.com. All right. Updating from practice today. Reed Wilkins, Jack Michaels tweeting out. Um, Kyler Yamamoto is going to be held out uh, likely the next two preseason, well, the final two preseason games against the Vancouver Canucks. Took a hit into the boards from behind against Calgary. Mike Smith will start in goal. What else you got, Brendan? Uh, just that uh, Quentin Byfield left LA's game last night with the help of trainers looking like a lower body injury following a check from uh, Christian Fisher there. Okay. So, tough luck. Um, and I'm just getting here the notification. Aaron Dell on waivers out of Buffalo. You think there's any interest there? As a third? Uh, probably not. I think there might be interest in a, uh, potentially in a forward, but uh, the guy didn't get waived today. Uh, this texter comes in. He's a real smart ass. He texts the show to say, Bob, yeah, Brian Lawton joined you guys from uh, Italy, Mexico, and now London. You went to Everett. <laughs> well done. Nice text. We'll take a uh, global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Come back with David Staples from the Cult of Hockey in orders now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.